Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 81 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's co-host, George. Welcome hello, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Always an internal struggle of mine as to whether I say people's last names. Oh, that's fine. And I don't feel like I can move on without acknowledging that no, I never no, quite know what to say no, on that. No, it's cool. George Rawling. Actually, George is good. Refer to me as George. Just George? Just George, yeah. Any nicknames? No, not really. Just, Just George. George. <laughs> Fun start to the podcast, There we isn't go. It? I'm a very boring guy. <laughs> You're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, who knows what we're going to be okay. in for. Um, how are we doing? Good. Hilo, let's get straight into it. Hilo, I'm on good form. I've just got back from holiday, actually. As you do. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm in good spirits. Tell I'm the ready. good people where you went. I went to Portugal to. with my family. I needed to get away. I hadn't left London since December last year. Um, so I was on a bit of burnout and I needed to... to just go away with my family. Nice. But treat it as rehab, really. You know, I need to get away. <laughs> I'm so like that with my family. I feel kind of bad for them because whenever I like we go away together, I'm probably just the worst. What? Because you don't shut off. Yes, but also because That's it's the like worst. You no, the whole point is you shut off. No, but I guess I kind of meant in the other sense of like if I go home after being working all week, mm-hmm. I'm just a zombie and I can't like you know and you just feel like you're not bringing anything to a social situation. Yeah. No, adding no value because you just burn out. <laughs> I, know, I know. But no, I think I added value on this holiday. It was good. Nice. Yeah. I didn't say that to me. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. How good of a son and a brush you are. <laughs> this could go on a turn. Um, let's start with our lows and with our highs. Always a mm-hmm. nice way to do it. Mm-hmm. Low of the week, day. Fill us in. Um, no, no. Low of the day. Could be either or. I, I, there is no low at the moment. As I was feeling really low before I went away. I was okay. actually, I mean, I struggle a bit sometimes with mental health, I'll be honest. And mm-hmm. I was just, as I said, I was on burnout and I, I was itching to get away. I was starting to get a bit miserable here in London. So that was my, my low was five days ago. Okay. And now I'm on. What's your measure? Like, what do you make you realise, gosh, I'm feeling a bit low, I need to step back? Loneliness, actually. We're getting really deep into this very quickly, aren't we? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I know two minutes in, we're talking about how I'm really lonely. No, Obviously, as you know, I'm I'm work by myself. I've got my co-founder, my team, but we're all remote, and working by yourself is very lonely. And mm-hmm. when you're doing that, and you're thinking about work constantly, um, it's difficult to to sort of shut off from it, and you you get yourself in burnout. And I have ups and downs. I actually take a pill for it each day <laughs> to mood stabilizer. It's called. Um, so I uh, I. Went away and just recharged, and now I'm in great spirits. Nice. Yeah. Now we're feeling good. Yeah, we are. Now you're really getting through to me now. <laughs> Vulnerability on the, no on the table. No eye contact. I know, no, I know, I can't. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what my highlight was. Okay. Because if I don't think in advance, Mine's I just really think you're, you're, you're going to say something really lighthearted. Well, now, no, what you? I was going to say is because, as you know, my Uber was so stressful, I couldn't. Yes. I just couldn't concentrate. He was playing rap music very loud, oh. and I'm not unpartial to rap music but you know you're just trying to get your head in the zone it's just like this isn't my this isn't the time i know i know um so i couldn't think of mine and then i thought alice trust that it will come as you think and as you said yours i was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh i'm with you so i had you know you have those moments where you feel like you're about to burst into tears yes sure no uh no i do i do I'm, i'm not a crier but i have like i almost i almost cry a lot more than i do cry like you know you have those moments where you're just like if someone says another thing to me this uh, might be the end. Have I seen you on Insta Story crying? I took a picture a that, year yes, ago of me crying. But, yes, uh, that's yes. what I remember. There yes. we go. So you have seen me so cry. So I have seen you there cry. There we go. The whole world has yes. seen me cry. Um, I had one of those days on Monday. Okay. I was trying to work from home and things were just a bit stressful. And you Too know when much. you feel like in the space about 10 minutes, five people ask something of you mm-hmm. and you just feel like the whole... I know it's so narcissistic, but you feel like the whole world is mm-hmm. depending on you mm-hmm. and you just think, I can't do it. Yeah. 
can't do it. I, I know, I know. So I just rang a friend and just went, I'm really stressed. And honestly, the second that I started talking, I was like, I'm fine. And now you're but I good. just needed to take that step yeah, back. You're always in good spirits. I, Am I? I, yeah, I, I sense you, you've got energy. You've got great energy. It's really good. Vibes. good. Yeah, really well, good Well, also, I feel like in terms of an online presence, no one... Like yeah, in, I know. In retrospect, I'll come and share that I cried a year ago, but you'd never share that at the point. I think people should. Do you think? Yeah, I think people... Well, we can talk about this later. I think people... I think... Because, of course... On social media and our online persona and presence, it's mm. always the really good stuff, for sure. You know, positivity, good vibes. But I think sometimes people should share the shit that happens in their life. Oh, I'm so with you. Do, do, you, do you know I what I mean? I just think in hindsight. Ah, uh, okay. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. think I probably wouldn't cry on Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't go live in... That would probably be a bit ...bawling your eyes out. Although saying that, <laughs> I did take videos of myself having a nosebleed and put those up instantly, so and, there's obviously a lack of boundaries And it was your here. most viewed bit of content most ever. Most viewed. I've listened to your previous podcast. There we go. <laughs> there we go. A star for you. Thank you. Uh, well, I feel like we both have quite similar lows. Yeah. Just things getting a bit much. Yeah. Behind the scenes. It, What's your high? High? Ooh. Um, I... I like it when downloads come in. I mean, we haven't covered this. Obviously, you probably will go into what to what I do, but give I people like, an intro now. I run a dating app. Mm-hmm. Um, think Tinder, but shitter. Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, think. What um, a sales pitch. No, basically, it's a dating app that's only been around now for two, three months in London. Mm-hmm. Came up with the idea last year. It's um, honeypot. It is indeed called Be Honeypot. Good if people know the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft and good marketing yeah, techniques. Yeah, totally. To tell people the name Download of the it. It's called Honeypot. Um, <laughs> Been live a couple of months. It's all about sort of spontaneous, instant connections where you've got half an hour to kill, you're on your lunch break, you see who's about, see who's available right now, mm-hmm. um, and meet them for whatever, you know, drink, coffee, what, literally, whatever takes your fancy. That sounds a bit weird. Um, and it came about being quite bored on the dating apps and the swipe fatigue and all a bit oh, boring. Yeah. And just thought, what's a more exciting way to date? And we're incorporating stories into it, a bit like Instagram stories. So that you'll be able to see stories of people, singles around you who've done like a a little story. Um, And it's all about trying to deformalize dating where it's much more acceptable just to go meet someone new for for a drink. Mm. I think there's a lot of pressure associated with dating. There's a stigma around that first date um, where it's stressful. You know, Mm. you give up your whole evening, you go for drinks with them, you think about it a few days in advance. And it's just like, oh, kill me. Yeah. Um, what am I doing right now? Date on your agenda when you've got a free moment of time mm. and meet someone new. That's exciting. I that's spontaneous. It. It's almost acknowledging how dating used to be. Yeah, correct. But not being that person that's like, oh, it's just so sad that no one meets in person. These I know. Days. But I acknowledging know, that, I know. like, maybe technology can play a part yes. in that kind it's, of it, it is. It's a new form of technology which is done using geofences. I won't bore you with what that is, but it's like you visually see where you have to be in that area mm-hmm. in order for the app to work. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's new technology with a little helping hand of, of technology to facilitate that connection rather than, we're not trying to keep people on the app where they talk on the app, we want to get them offline as soon as possible. Yeah, um, so anytime you get a download, that for you that, is a high. That's great. Do you yeah. get an email? What is it? I guess that would be a lot of emails, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, we're, we're pushing, we've been live now for two, uh, two and a half months, uh, pushing 10,000 downloads. Um, so we've got a system where we can sort of check. I mean, it's averaging yes. about 150, 160 downloads a day. That's exciting. Which is cool. And we'll yeah. get into your marketing in a bit oh, because that God. is yeah. something to talk about. It is let indeed. Me tell you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what my high was. I definitely wrote something down on the way here, but it's probably something really bad because I was doing it whilst my Uber driver was nearly killing people. Uh, high of the day or high in general. What um, makes you, I don't say what makes you high. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to for another topic? <laughs> I'm that sorry. Goes on the <laughs> Um, I'm kidding, it doesn't. I don't have no, a I really. 
I am thinking at the moment whether I... Oh, no, I know what you're going to say. Do you separate your Instagram from going for a business? No, no, no. No, because I no, said to you earlier, you're fruitcake. You're not listening to me. Okay, sorry. Nothing would come off of my current Instagram. Okay. I just wonder if maybe it would be nice to have a space where I... Like, there is still a filter on what I post. It's very real and it's very me, but it's mm-hmm. very curated. It's very intentional. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, maybe once every two weeks, I just think I'd really love to put this thing up, but it's got zero relevance or would just be slightly detrimental so then i think oh it'd be quite nice just to have a random place i can just shove like me singing drunk yeah which to be fair i probably could get away with putting on my instagram but just wouldn't but true uh what about doing close friends see i do that but my close friends are all my clients so i didn't make the cut (laughs) no you didn't because you're not a client although maybe that's my yeah i can make that my heart no actually that's quite good to use close friends as clients but yeah, I only did it a week ago because I just had a brainwave. You know, when you have those brainwaves and you just think, I should just do this because it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I should just get over it and do it. Mm-hmm. And then I did it, and I think it's worked quite well because then lots of people that aren't clients are mm-hmm. thinking, what am I missing out on? Mm-hmm. So that's almost what I reserve my really weird stuff for. Yes, true. Like I did me singing motivational stuff in the shower the other day. I think I saw it. Or was that in your close friends? I've that was se- my, I've but I have done that before. I've done shower videos. The shower videos, yeah. yeah there's no... <laughs> I liked it. Thank you. It's memorable. <laughs> it is, exactly. It made you think. It did indeed. And But as you were saying, it's all intentional what you put on the ground. It's exactly the same as me. Yeah. You know, it's... People think, oh correct. my gosh, that is George to a T. I yeah. know him. Yeah. And you just think, that's it's... jokes, that's not me. But great that you think that because that's the point. Yeah. yeah, correct. I mean, I actually like... I liked. It. Sorry, I just tapped my hands again. Yeah, you are. Sorry, 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 sorry. Do you need to sorry. fiddle with something? No, 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 no. I'm just, I just, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? So, yeah. So with my, I like to push the boundaries on the ground. I just, mm. I think, I actually, it's a way of expressing yourself a bit. I mm. like to. I don't. I used to be a lot more. I used to be a bit of an idiot on it. Like I didn't. I do have quite a give a fuck attitude, and that's just me. Yeah. But I wouldn't. Do, I wouldn't post anything illegal. I wouldn't do anything that's going to offend anyone. I don't. I don't even like to swear too much on it. I just don't. But I like to have fun with it and express yourself on it because lots mm. of people don't, and some people are quite like, oh, I shouldn't post that. I should post that. Or, it's a bit cringe yeah. when people take themselves that seriously. Oh, I know. I know. And I, as a person, I don't take myself seriously at all. Mm. You, you do as well. You do and you don't. But I, I like to have fun with it, and it's a good sort of outlet yeah. to be like. I, I like it when people think that I'm an absolute freaking weirdo on it, and I get a rush out of that. Mm. You know, someone I don't know thinking I'm like, oh gosh, he's got a screw loose, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's also quite good from a business sense because you make the first move in terms of being vulnerable, being yes, weird, correct. being like really, really keen. Yeah. I'm kind of over, like if people met me just not in work mode, I'm actually very just introverted and I'm quite, not cold, but I'm not always super like, oh my gosh, so nice to meet you, like yeah. give me a hug. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, you're much but, more reserved. But in a sense, then when people say meet you face to face, they're like, oh my gosh, I already know you. Yes. And the relationship is already built because you've made that first move Correct. online. Correct. So you're more of a, I would say an ambivert. You're sort of extroverted and introverted. Possibly. I, I'm similar to that as well. Are you? Yeah. If you're, but I always think it's interesting because with introvert, extrovert, mm-hmm. it's like actually the core of the definition is where you get your energy. But because there's stereotypes with both sides, we've attached, yeah. So if you're super, super tired and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so drained, like what energizes you? Is it Mm. being on your own or is it being with other people? Being on my own. Well, there we go. But the thing is, we've then, because stereotypically those are quite different people, we then go, okay, well, being introverted means you're shy and being extroverted means you're bubbly and confident. Uh But actually the title introvert, extrovert is just about where you get your energy. So it's not not personality type, it's just how you're energized. Fascinating. Yeah. Love I'm it. the same as you. A yeah. five-minute toilet break on my phone, yeah, I'm totally. ready to go. 
quite similar, Alice, aren't we? There we go. We really are. <laughs> ready for our conversation starter yeah nice i feel like we've already gone on about five tangents so i can't wait to see where this goes okay okay so this week's conversation starter is why there's no right way to do things Ooh, why there's no right way to do things when you're a startup when you're running a business and particularly the reason why i picked this conversation starter for us was because the reason that i first heard your name and the reason why i wanted you on the podcast is because marketing wise Mm -hmm. you're not traditional with no, it not there's no you've not read a marketing book you've not no. followed Gary V you've no. followed your gut yeah. and it's worked it absolutely worked it, let's start with that okay um it, it's worked because no one's doing it this way therefore mm. it is going against the status quo of what you would usually do and how you would usually build a startup give people some of your best examples because there's been some crackers over okay the last few um well the first one actually was, I've always had an idea, you know, I've been involved in startups since I, since I left uni. And I always thought a whiteboard would just work really well, place somewhere, spreading your message, telling them, you know, some advertising message. I thought, right, let's do that. Ordered a whiteboard on Amazon and lugged it out to, it was actually by Waterloo. And it said, down, we wrote on it, download Honeypot, London's new dating app. Left it there. It was not noticed at all. It was just, honestly, mm. nothing happened. I was like, oh, shit, I was really expecting that to work. I thought that would be a really Five great Five years thing. I've been yeah, sitting I've been, on this idea. I've been thinking about this whiteboard for so long. And I was, I was really gutted because we didn't get a single person engaging with it or even reading it or even really a download off the back of it. It just didn't work. Mm. So I went back to the drawing board and thought, right, actually, let's really, really do it differently. Let's think of a message which is going to evoke some sort of emotion create drama and get people to take a picture that Mm. is what we wanted people to do yeah so we came up with and they're all themes we've done all these boards are all related to relationships and dating so we've done things like some of them a bit controversial like cheating we've done themes about cheating we've done themes about gold digger we've done a public proposal we've done a live date but let's start with the first one we did which we basically went back to the drawing board and wrote this on a whiteboard it said To my cheating ex-boyfriend, do not bother coming home tonight. Enjoy seeing this on Instagram the same way I saw you and that girl on the weekend. Goodbye. P.S. You're deluded if you think Honeypot's the next hinge. So, it was obviously calling out a cheater. It was left outside Liverpool Street Station at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, ready for the commuters, and it was there all day, and it got photographed so many times. Two things. It was pointing out the cheater and which was driving people back to my Instagram handle. Yeah, so, so we said, should say your yes, correct. Instagram so, handle so it was said, on it. it said to, the, to, to my cheating ex-boyfriend at george.rawlings, which is my Instagram handle, mm-hmm. um, people then like, you're joking me. This person, this really angry girlfriend has basically taken off his whiteboard and you know shamed her ex-boyfriend mm. for cheating. Everyone then stalked me, took a picture of it, tagged me. Um, and all the traffic was driven back to my account, people thinking I'm London's biggest cheater, and there was a post up saying what you saw wasn't real, I put up the whiteboard, I had to get your attention in some way without paying some expensive Instagram influencer. Download London's new dating at Honeypot if you're single. I love it. And like, Can we just pause and say yeah. that though, when I first heard that, it was one of those moments where I was like, I either hate this guy yeah. or I love this guy because yeah. that is the most genius thing and I'm so well, annoyed you. I didn't think of it. Thank you very much. And. As soon as we put it out, we've done lots of them now. We've probably done seven, eight of them, of different messages. We know within 20 seconds if it's going to go viral, just because you stop mm. people straight away. And the first thing they do is they look at it, 
and you know if it's gone viral if they first thing they do is they shock them and they reach down to take to their phone to get their phone out to take a picture yeah first and it went ballistic i mean within a f- within 20 minutes so many of our friends who were not not looking at our social feeds because we didn't put it on our social feeds we let our friends come to us saying we've seen this my like this just appeared brilliant. on my whatsapp even someone um who was uh one of our mates said i'm texted us this saying that i'm so sorry i can't believe someone's done this to you I, i'm really sorry uh, i just thought i'd let you know you need to take this down straight and i was like dude it was me. <laughs> so the first thing was getting them to take a picture because you're calling out the cheater. The second thing was enjoy seeing this on Instagram. So that's a trigger point mm. of association to put it into people's heads that they should take a picture of it and put it on Instagram to label and single out that cheater. The next point, which is where the downloads, where we got the downloads from on a marketing point of view, was PS, you're deluded if you think Honeypot's the next hinge. Yeah. Anyone who we want, well, our market to download Honeypot has hinge. Hinge, if you know what it is, you obviously know what it is. It's a dating app. So that is, and if they don't know what Hinge is, brilliant, because they'll still take a picture. Sure. That's fine. Mm. So by having that association with Honeypot and Hinge, taking the piss out of ourselves, self-deprecating, that we, we do that all the time, um, it's making that association that Honeypot is a dating app. And therefore, people took a picture of it, even without tagging me, but then their followers would check out the Instagram handle, and then they'd be like, you do realise this is a PR stunt. Yeah. It was fine work. <laughs> Beautiful. And you, Look, like you said, you've done multiple Oh, we've done since. multiple ones, You did yeah. one where you were sat yes. at a table. Correct. We've done a... You were well, inviting people yes, to have a date yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one was... In, so we, we, we've done all these messages where there's lots of digital engagement, tags, people following us, people taking pictures, saying it's PR stunt, clever, whatever. And we thought, well, let's actually take this digital engagement to the next level and try and get real-life engagement at the same time. What is it that we want our app, everything our app is all about and everything we stand for of our values? And that's about micro-dating, which is, as I was talking about earlier, short, sharp dates, mm. if you've got 15 minutes to kill. And we thought, well, let's just buy a table and chairs, put some flowers on it, two cups of coffee, a paper, and a board, a blackboard actually this time saying, I got dumped, now ready to date again, quite literally, got five minutes free, take a seat. I love it. <laughs> and then it was PS. I deleted Hinge like they told me to, which Hinge's strapline is designed to be deleted. If this doesn't work, honey, put you up next. Yeah. So we left that out. I was there at 6am, just at the date table. And I went on, yeah, and it was there till 6pm. I went on about 91 dates. And how did you find that? Because my, when I was, I was following along on the yeah. day and I was thinking, flipping Nora, this guy is something else. Like I could not think of anything worse than sitting at a table for that long and just speaking to loads of different people. Yeah, that's what you came face on, <laughs> honestly, because, I mean, people were endeared by it and they were quite like, this is quite charming, let's go have a seat. And they just wanted to have a conversation. But there were some people who were like, okay, this is an actual date, you know, I'll have a seat. <laughs> did so anything I, come of it? I think I think I, I got a couple of numbers, I did. But <laughs> it didn't go anywhere, okay? It didn't go anywhere. From, it was from for that. PR. It was a bit. And I, I did actually, because I felt a bit bad, some people coming to sit down, actually thinking, okay, cool, let's go on a date right now before work. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. I actually felt a little bit bad. Of, I told them straight away, I said, thank you so much for taking a pew. But I've got to be honest, why I'm do- let me explain why I'm doing this. Love to have five minutes of your time to talk. But this is a, a small PR stunt. I love meeting new people, but, you know, this is a PR stunt. We've just launched a dating app, and we're doing it in a very unusual, unconventional ways to spread the word. Mm. If you're single, well, you obviously are. <laughs> um, do you want to download our app? And they're like, oh, that's so cool, love it, love it. And so yeah. you had to, I had to tell them at the start. I didn't want them to be like, you know, start talking to them and, and not let them know. Sure. Um, so that, that went really well. And, yeah, 91 dates. I mean, it's quite exhausting. They have a seat, and, you know... 
So what brings you to Tottenham Court Road today? <laughs> you should, did you just have a bit of a like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy and paste? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so you've got 10,000 downloads. Yeah. How much would you say of that is accredited to this very left-field marketing approach that you've All taken? All We have not done a single bit of paid. Mm. Every single bit has been done from whiteboards, blackboards, date tables. What's been the reaction to that in the industry? Like other good. business uh, owners? Good, or... good. In general, being very good we have got a bit of a name for ourselves now for doing it this way which is great mm. but it means that people expect new fresh content and it's like oh god what do i think of now we've done two cheating ones the first one i told you about just then but also i had a sandwich board strapped to my body walking around the city of london saying i cheated on my girlfriend and this is my punishment ps do not download honeypot which of course that message of do not download honeypot was is the classic do not press the red button and people yep. do but there were some people it's like Great marketing, fine, but terrible message for brand. And I get it, but right now we don't have an established brand. We're spreading the word. Yes, it was a little bit against the grain that of, of having two campaigns that were about cheating. We're not. The first one, it, the second one about the ball wasn't advocating cheating, but was related to cheating. And by saying do not download Honeypot, it's like I used Honeypot to cheat on my girlfriend, which I get is a bit of a bad message but actually our demographic they're reading into the campaign they know it's a PR yeah. stunt they don't really care I was going to say that yeah. doesn't even go through there my head there we go it's not about that but there's some old marketeers maybe and some people who are a little bit more stiff necked that were just like oh you can't do that and well, what, tell me what I can't I can't do it's my bloody company piss mm. off I think that's why I was so, so interested that, that was a bit aggressive then actually sorry that was a bit <laughs> there bad. you were like yeah I didn't scrap just no, piss off right I'm done with you yeah. <laughs> but that's why I was interested to explore this topic because I think in, in business particularly you know there's so many loud voices about mm. here's the best way to do that and here's how you approach this and here's the three step plan to that mm. but if there's anything that I've learned in my business and in the businesses that I get to work with it's that absolutely nothing is linear and I don't know a single person that's followed a three-step plan to anything totally. that has then worked out. Exactly. So seeing, like, I think it's that ability, isn't it, to give yourself permission just to trust your gut. Yes. Which a lot of people, it's safer, right? Just it to is. follow what other people are doing and think, okay, well, that's how and people read Hinge all the, and yeah, Tinder are marketing. Great, let's just do that. Exactly. And there are, you know, we know of Hinge, Bumble, Tinder as the three biggies in London. But there are thousands of dating apps out there. There really are. They're on the stores. You just don't know about them because they're not marketing themselves. And the way we're marketing ourselves right now in the early stages of what we're doing to get noticed is we're putting the people first on the brand. We're becoming, you know, this is all about, our story is, oh, two blokes from London build a dating app to find girlfriends. Like, it's, it's quite a... It might say interesting story. They're following our story of how we're getting it out there yeah. rather than just look how sick this product is. And it's an MVP. Our first app has been a watered down version of what we want to get to. It's un our first release was awful, I'll be honest. But the yeah. point is we're getting something out there and getting people to buy into us and buy into the story of what we're trying to do rather than just this is a dating app with some cool features. We know that you know, we accept vulnerability and I think that's something that more brands maybe should do. I think it's a it's a good way to mm. it's a way we're marketing ourselves because if we didn't put us behind it we would just be another dating app on the on the store that hasn't had millions bumped into their, their app. Yeah. We'd just be someone else. But the way we're getting noticed is through people like to consume information through stories on the gram or real life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we were we kinda of touched on this before we hit record, but that idea of in business, really, the mm -hmm. only thing that makes you different yep. that's going to stand the test of time is you. Correct. And I'm a you know big believer in personal branding and not in the sense of like everyone needs a personal brand because mm -hmm. for some businesses it's not the right fit. Mm -hmm. But what I think I'm interested by and what you guys are doing is, you know, Honeypot itself is a brand, mm -hmm. 
but almost within the brand story and within the content you're creating, it's very much incredibly personal. Incredibly. And I'm yeah. interested by that because a lot of the startups mm-hmm. in Airmarks that mm-hmm. I maybe work with or speak with are quite hesitant to go with personal yep. brands because with startups, it's like, well, five, 10 years down the line, we want to be bigger than just a person and we want to sell it or mm-hmm. we want, you know, the capacity to step back from the brand. Exactly, exactly. Talk to me about your process behind that. A few years ago, before all the social platforms like the Instagram, the Facebook, the YouTube vlogging, it was quite hard to be personable, but because we've got devices at our fingertips that we can reach out and communicate with our community in such a raw, authentic way, I think that's why brands are wanting to do this. It's relatable, you know, you're following a business, but you're also following your friends. You're skipping between stories, you're going from business to, to friends. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, I think businesses should be more personable and actually communicate in that way. But it will get to a point where we can't just be the face of it. It's not scalable like that. We're aware of that. But actually to make a, to get something off the ground at this stage of where we are, I think it's great for startups because you don't have an established brand to begin with. What is your brand? You are your brand. Yeah. Completely your brand. Yeah. Even if you're a dating app or you're a digital marketing coach, you are the brand right mm-hmm. now. And we're a tech company for sure. And you know we've got a team of about six on this. But who wants to see an update of a new feature we're doing? Come on. It's like... I actually posted on my Instagram the other day that we get more engagement and more reaction of me taking the piss out of my co-founder than posting a love quote. It's yeah. it's just, we want to be entertained and we want to follow a story. Yeah. And that's how we're, we're going about it now because we don't want to just be indifferent and another dating app that's on the store when mm. there are thousands out there. Yes, yeah, particularly I guess at this point where you're at, the priority isn't for everyone to understand the ins and outs Correct. of what you do and what's great about it. The yeah. priority is people know your name. Correct. The rest of it can so, come. So, I mean, if people that know our name, and even if they're not downloaded now, that's absolutely fine. There'll be something, and we're working on a cool feature at the moment about the, the story update that we're doing, where in a few months it's like, oh yes, okay, now I'll download it. They know about it already. So we're sort of warming these people up. We know our product's not amazing right now, and that's fine. But we're, we're getting it out there, and more and more people are starting to know about this. And more and more people are, you know, just wanting to see what the hell we're going to do next. Yeah, I think that's it, though. Yeah. I think that's almost what you've managed to build. Is almost, There's so many eyes just on you yeah. because you've done such outrageous things. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's then just thinking, well, what's next? That's the pressure, yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> you built a beast, yeah, now that I you've mean, got to tame it. In terms of, I can give you some clues of what we're gonna, what we're gonna do next. So we're gonna do one of someone publicly quitting their job, calling out their boss. In a, it'd be a girl in a sandwich ball saying a biggest wanker in London, that oh kind of gosh. thing. Which girl have you got to do this? Uh, I mean, you, it's fine. You can be in a sandwich board and walk around London. Who are you? I'm just wearing a wig. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> I'm but, joking. But the, no, I'm joking. Your personal brand is so weird that I, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't question it, it. it. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. It, it may be quite obscure. Uh, so there'll be that. We haven't thought about the wording because, you know, it looks like, oh, there's just been a, some Sharpie scribbled on a board or a sandwich board or a piece of cardboard or whatever. The thought that's gone into the, the words is mu- it's just so, thought out. so many days gone into it. I think, is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Mm. You know, just trying to t- constantly tweaking wording because, of course, the first thing you see in one of these messages is so key. It must be bold. It must be shocking. The ones that are shocking get more, go more viral. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to do something on the tube about the ultimate walk of shame. Someone in pyjamas saying, I've got to ride the tube for 12 hours. I had a one night stand. Got to do this to prove them I won't ghost them. I love it. Do you yeah. know what? I can't wait. It's Halloween in a yeah, few days. Yeah, that kind of thing. Nothing so, quite like the Halloween. So that kind of, the yeah, that day. kind of vibe. Yeah. Nice. All, all into the topics and themes of relationships, mm-hmm. but quite 
out there, you know. Mm. But then, of course, there'll be the backlash of, oh, you're associating your dating app for, with a one-night stand. Great. Well, if you want to use it for that, fine. Lots of people do use dating apps for a one-night stand. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think that's almost what you've tapped into, is actually just feeling like you're speaking at the people that it's for. Yes. And not trying to engage yeah. them in a message which yeah. is, like, aspirational, but just, like, yeah. hey, like, you're normal just people. Just normal this people. This is what happens. One-night yeah. stands happen. People quit. It's all issues and things of the day that happen mm. and not trying to to be glossy just trying to relate to people in a way that what happens in life mm. very very raw that's the whole point it's all about authenticity but i think that's exactly it like people connect to what's mm. raw mm-hmm. and i think there often feels like a lot of pressure in business with what you put out needs to be the finished shiny yeah final exactly product. and you need to present success and you need to present the final piece of look how great this is and there we go mm-hmm. but it's so interesting to me that actually that's not what people want whether you're b2b whether you're b2c people don't connect with the shiny also, also on, a, on personal branding people don't like i mean we're brits okay we're very different to the americans the americans they buy a new car they post it on facebook and they say look at my new car guys and everyone likes it and everyone's like congratulations that's amazing brits don't do that we mm-hmm. don't have that mentality we don't celebrate success in the same way so i'd rather self-deprecate I can never say that word, deprecate, rather than be like, look guys, we're doing so well, everyone get this. We actually say we're small right now. We are coming at this where we don't have all the answers. We don't know what we're doing all the time. We're firing a bit from the hip. We're giving our best shot. Mm. And just you talking about success then, we have no way made it at all. Great, I mean, I'm running a dating app, the high risk world, and it could, I'm not saying it's gonna flop, but it's doing well, but it's, I, I have not made it. I far from made it completely. Mm. Um, and we we tell that to people all the time. I don't like the whole smoke and mirrors that this startup and it's all all well and good. Yes, we've raised money, brilliant, but development's expensive and there's only limited runway and you've got to raise mm. again and you put your own everything on the line to try and make it work. But no, we've no way made it. But I think as well in doing that, you get people join along the way who get behind the mission. Correct. I think when you let people in on here are the struggles and we're yeah. really trying to work hard at this, yeah. people recognize that and people who are really behind the brand mm-hmm. get behind it with you. Yes. And that's an amazing place to be at is when you feel like maybe it's sometimes only 10, 20 people. Yeah. But if you have 10 people who are almost as obsessed with Honeypot as you are, yeah. that's invaluable. Well, they become sp- spokesmen for you and they, they rep the brand for you because mm. the great thing about dating apps is it's a very talked about subject in terms of you're out for drinks with your friends, dating apps come up a lot. Mm-hmm. And if there's a story behind what we're doing and people are, are sort of warm to us, showing our vulnerable side and showing that we're not perfect, that's more likely to be talked about. But I mean, there's, there's some stuff we post and that our brand is so far removed from what a usual startup would do. There's probably 5% of people that don't like it. And we're aware of that. But if you're actually going to engage and get people following you and engaging and watching your content and watching the updates you do and how everything works on the app, even if 5% don't like it, sod it. We've had to make that call. We'd rather get noticed and be quite out there and controversial and get through to a lot of people who then talk about us. And yes, we're a bit wacky and weird on the gram, but that is what gets us talked about right now. Yeah. Even if there's 5% of people out there like, oh, they're a business, I don't think they should be saying that, or I don't, oh, they shouldn't be doing that, or who makes the rules? Mm. We effectively reset the rules. Yeah. Why should there be a blueprint to how you build a startup, or especially a dating app? We've not done this before. Why should we copy someone else? Yeah, at the end of the day, if your metric is being met, 
you almost in a way just have to be able to put your head down and just go yeah. so what yes like so what that other people are doing it a different way so mm-hmm. what the xyz says that this isn't the best way to mm-hmm. do it and i see that so much in digital marketing when i work with clients where mm-hmm. it's you know oh i don't feel like this is good enough and whenever i you kind of dig mm-hmm. into that it's always oh because someone else is doing it differently or because someone else said to do it differently yeah. and when i go okay well you know for you your aim right now is eyes on the name yeah. and people downloading if you're getting yeah. those two things then correct what's to change indeed but it's so interesting because i just don't think i experienced that and it sounds like you don't either that feeling of oh but gosh everyone else is doing it different to me should i do it like them I think in a way, if I'm doing things differently, it's, it's I'm a, doing the right thing. I agree with you. I, I totally agree. And there are times where I'm like, oh, we could look more polished and we could look, you know, but we wouldn't be true to ourselves. We, why why glamorise everything and, and try and do it the way Hinge is doing it? And they're brilliant. Their rap's fantastic. I know it is. Their branding is very, very it's sharp. You know, their tagline I said earlier about design to be deleted obviously took that quite literally and made my own bloody up. Um, <laughs> but that's them. It's not us. And we're, yeah. we're coming at it in just a totally... There needs to be. I mean, if you want to try and... Uh, we really believe our dating app is completely different. The whole point of seeing who's available right now, which will be done through the, the stories, we have to also be different in the way we market ourselves. Yeah. With the marketing of the brand and the people behind it. And sometimes it's hard because there's a, a fine line of is it you, George Rawlings, in your own personal accounts, or is it your brand on Honeypot? And it's hard to get the balance right. But then Matt said an interesting point the other day, actually, you know, we do stuff, and lots of the stuff I post on my own account is subtly related to Honeypot, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's sort of indirect marketing in a weird way, where you sort of, they're in the know of the story of what's happening, and you yeah. feature first, but it is, it's actually marketing, because there's people on my gram who I don't know. Exactly. But I know they're Honeypot users. Um, so it's getting that, that balance between what is it that you put on Honeypot and what is it you put on your personal and then there's mm. maps as well but actually at the end of the day it's all the same it's all the same thing really mm-hmm. yes the few people cross over on accounts but we have it lots of the time now where people will download the app and there's a link in the app to follow our Instagram so we can talk to people and then they'll follow Honeypot but in our bio we've got the two co-founders names so we'll get Matt and me will get the follow off the back of them as well so we've actually got three channels then to be pushing to them yeah and you're almost pushing to people at that different stage of the buyer's journey yes because people like me for example I would put myself in terms of Honeypot being the endpoint at stage one awareness Mm -hmm. because I'm aware of what's going on and I'm still finding my feet with I haven't taken the step of following Honeypot yet but you're an accessible point for me to connect with. So I'm still hearing the Honeypot name. It's constantly being marketed to me without me realizing it. And then the next step for me when I'm moving past that point is then connecting with the brand page. Exactly. I love it. Okay. You're not feeling great about the quickfire questions. No. (laughs) You're looking very hesitant right now. It's gonna be fine. It's meant, to be, it's meant to be quick. Get them over space. and done with. We're doing fine. <laughs> to be fair, I say quick five questions. They often take a while because we discuss Alice, them. Just but say the questions. Question number one. What is the most energizing and the most draining part of your work? Let's start with most draining. Constantly thinking about it. You can't shut off. And mm. I know that's a cliche answer, but it is. there is no separation at all of work and play. I, I'm always thinking about it. I, I just Unless I'm away on holiday with my family, that's okay. But in, here in London, I just simply will not stop. Yeah. I feel like that's mine. Yeah. I See, was trying to think it, of something it, it, different and I was just it's like, a, it's, exactly it's a trump right. card. It's really, really, really difficult. It's not great. It is. And even when I'm, 
I often find it easier to work mm-hmm. than to not work. Yes. Because not working is exhausting because I'm constantly batting away work. So then you just work. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Have you got friends that don't do like work for themselves, run their own businesses? You just don't get like your obsession with it and how much you put into it. I wouldn't want to speak for them because everyone has got their own, mm. you know, work issues where they're stressed. You know, they've got to deal with their boss the next day or they've got a deadline they need to meet. We have deadlines as well, but it's... It, yeah, it's, it's by no means harder. It, it's, it's a no, different it relationship. Is, but also, work, going, moving on to your next quickfire question, what energises me is working. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Even though I can't trust I love it. I'm yeah. doing something I absolutely love. I'm fascinated, first of all, by why people fall in love or the spark relationships with people I I love all that um, really I've just thought of a really interesting um, fact actually that I Go should on. probably share bring us the fact so where did the idea of love come from so the whole thing of companionship and love mm. came from when we were apes where females would carry their offspring on their shoulders and they would forage for food with their hands right so they didn't need to be dependent on a man as we moved as we evolved and went on to our two legs females had to carry the babies in their arms so they couldn't forage for food, so they had to become dependent on a male. So that ah. was the whole thing of companionship and dependency, of, not dependency on a male. Rather than just, like, yeah. have sex, have a baby, Exactly, move it's moved towards love and partnership, s- partnership together. Good yes. fact. It's interesting, eh? I'm going to steal that for future use. Go for it. I credit you. I've recycled the shit out of it later. <laughs> Nothing quite <laughs> no, like joking, finding yeah. something out. No, 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 I, 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 I've researched that. That's original, all mine. Yeah. That's all mine. Yeah. The British Library as well. Um, I think my most energising part of my work is stuff like this, like just mm-hmm. meeting people, having conversations. Great. I would be cringe and say my client work, but it's actually my client work is so draining. I love it, Yeah. but it's like I end it. I'm done. Um, whereas actually what I, what I leave more energised than I mm-hmm. arrive would be anything that's just a level playing field conversation yeah. with someone yes. else but I couldn't do it all day no this is enough uh, yeah you're enough thank you so much <laughs> don't need to uh, alright quick five question number two what business would you hate to start like what business do you look at and think flipping or I'm so glad I'm not the not because it's a shit business as in in my head my answer would be anything that's product based I couldn't imagine anything worse than like the achiness from getting a product initially designed and then the months it takes to get it out yeah. there. That would uh, be my response. So effectively what you're saying is any pipeline business model of manufacturing a product and then selling yeah. it. I hate that. I'm fascinated by a platform model, which, you know, two people on it. Do you see what I mean? Like a piece mm. of tech. Where but it's... even that's more work. Like my business, I can just come up with something. As long as I can edit it on my website, it's done. True. Like for me, it's just there's no... There's, there's not many yeah. moving parts to me bringing something to life often. A lot of things do take a lot of moving parts, but yeah. there's like no one's holding anything up apart from me. Yes. So even if I was having to work with kind of developers mm-hmm. or other people who have got to move something to life, I think I would just find that really frustrating. I know. I'm just impatient. For me, I um, with sort of developers and all that, yeah, you're right, a dating app, it takes so many cogs to work, you know, from the tech, for the people on it, for the, you know, I said about platform model that I'm interested in, it bloody well takes two to tango on a dating app, you need the supply and the demand, if you don't have the people on there, if you don't have the numbers, if you've got too much of one ratio, it simply doesn't work, if you've not got the people in an area, if you've not got people checking in at a certain time, it's so many things have to work in order for it to to move, Um, but answer to your question, about what business would I not like? It sounds really boring, and it's still business. Works, work. I'd hate to be a lawyer. <laughs> mm. I, I hate all that. I hate like red tape and contracts and words, and it's just it's 
dribble to me. You can't send them a video no, reply to no, me. No, exactly. That's probably why, actually. Yeah, probably why. They yeah. would do is this weirdo. Get him out. So, yeah, probably that. I don't... It's, it's, it's not service-related, because effectively I'm, I'm not mm. a physical product. But anything I'm, that's probably already a very formalised system that you've got yeah, to slot into. Correct. Whereas what you've done is just gone, Yeah. we just get to make it all up. Correct. I love that. But anyway, while we're on quickfire, cats or dogs? Dogs. Of course. Good. Instant. Definitely. Instant. Can't stand cats. God, could you imagine getting to know someone and then realising they like cats or something? Oh, dreadful. Man, we, I love dogs. I we always love a dog. Had, yeah, always, always been a ma- major dog fan. And my dog died last year, actually. Anyway, different story. Move on. <laughs> Get on a question, guys. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, I'm interested because you are so lean in terms of your cost. Not you, Vassal. I've got a gut at the moment. <laughs> lean? God. Joking me. Oh, beer <laughs> belly right now. Again. Your finances in the business, in terms of spend on marketing, is very lean. Yeah. How much mm. is it you spent on marketing? 300 quid. About, about that. 300 quid. Most of that's probably on whiteboards and yeah, tables pens, and chairs. Pens. Pens. Lots of pens. Yeah. So I'm interested, what is like the best investment of money you guys have made within Honeypot? doesn't have to be like the biggest or the most fundamental, just an investment that you're like, damn, that was good. It can't be the marketing budget. My CTO. My CTO, a guy called David. The frick does CTO stand for? Let me figure it out. Chief something officer. T. What does T mean? Come Give on, me a clue. You should know this. T. I'm not in corporate world. I don't have CEOs and CTOs and C whatever rows. Sorry, I'm not in corporate <laughs> world. You're saying I'm in corporate world? Are you joking? You use words like CTO. Yes, Chief um, Technology Officer. Ah, uh, okay. So he's the guy who's actually uh, built a lot of the, done a lot of the programming of the app, and he is an absolute saint. And yeah. I couldn't have done it without him. What a guy. Yeah. Big respect to him. Correct. I love that. Yeah. I actually initially wrote that as biggest, the question was biggest waste of money in your business. CTO as well. And then, <laughs> and then as we were talking, I was like, it sounds like you guys are actually quite smart with money. So no. flip that one on its head. But biggest, actually no, biggest waste of money, I can tell you. Go on. Oh God. We, um, we got these onboarding screens designed, these little custom made bears. Like they were sort of, you know when you get an app first and it comes up with like the onboarding steps of how to use it. Yeah. They were sort of these animated bears and they were gifts and they were moving. It's like two and a half K for four. It was done by a professional uh, graphic designer. <laughs> and he didn't mug me off because he was a very experienced. He's done work on intercom, things like that. But mm-hmm. it's so expensive for what, what they were. No one looks at the onboarding screens and actually didn't really like them that much. And yeah waste of money my waste of money is very similar to that okay i did a day of filming for a project that never happened mm. and you know in your gut instinct it's just so on the money of this is a this isn't going to work out this mm-hmm. isn't the right step and i booked a whole day of studio filming don't want to tell you how much it was like in the thousands um and then got halfway through the day and just called it i was like guys we're not getting anywhere with this this isn't good i haven't prepped enough i'm not happy with it and then just walked out Oof. and had to pay for all of it and that was did, like only a few that was did you cry I didn't. I had one of. I'm not a crier. I think the last time I properly really cried was that picture I put on Instagram, which was like last year. I'm not a big. No, fair enough. Not sober. That sucks though. But so you know, you... when you have like that single, like a stress tear. Yeah. When you're just like, Oof. I am gonna do something, and then you do nothing, but you just let. Speaking of waste, off. wasting money on video, I, we did a crowdfunding video that cost twelve hundred quid, and it was a pile of shit. <laughs> it really was bad. The guy we booked this videographer to come, you know, to film for the day. And he, I thought he was going to take lead, direction, and what we were doing, you know, be dynamic and right. You do this, you say this. Nothing. He just held up a camera, twelve hundred quid. That's your crowdfunding video, and it was awful. Did you was, use it? Yep, we still worked, just about. 
um, but it was crap. <laughs> it was so bad. I think stuff like that's hard, isn't yeah. it? Because you don't you don't really know until you do it exactly. if it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. But then you don't want it to make you put off investing that money again because it's so hit and miss that what if the next one's a hit? <sighs> Yeah. Gut instinct served you well. <laughs> what are the things that you're like when you meet someone and you think, oh, I do or don't like that? What factors do you think go into that? Energy, I think. Mm. I can, you can, you know, within 90 seconds if you've got, you know, you can bounce off someone. I'd say got, a few seconds. Do you reckon? Oh, big time. Do you never get yourself into, like, I don't, I'm quite boundaried with saying yes to things, but I'll often sometimes maybe say yes to like a random coffee or. Yeah lunch with someone maybe from Instagram mm-hmm. and I just, there's nothing worse than that gut instinct of just the next hour of my life is going to be painful I know what you mean body language is a big one mm. I think you just you can I, I you read people in that way and it's all it's they say it's more body language than words don't they rather than like how you're leaning away exactly. from the mic right now so it, sorry sorry I was just clicking my back <laughs> <sighs> there we go <laughs> Done. Isn't it like the cute, like, it's a really high percentage, isn't it, of actually the cues people get from people is from body language yeah. rather than yeah. actually what you're saying. And eye contact is a big one. I think I'm too intense with eye contact. I could just <laughs> eye contact the whole time. Really? But I think that bothers other people. I once had a staring competition with the sun. I'm actually really good at staring contests. We're going to fight this afterwards. <laughs> I can beat, I made a record last week, I beat seven people in a row with, like, I kept my eyes open for all seven. And you still didn't a... cry. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how cold my heart yeah, is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there we go. George, cool. thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. It's been awesome to be here. I've had fun. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs>